Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I was kind of looking. We talked about rookie of the year odds. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and the drama surrounding the Packers and the Broncos maybe making a run after Aaron Rodgers. But I'm also intrigued by a lot of these rookie quarterbacks. And look, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson seem certain to be penciled in to be starters week one in the 2021 season. What happens with the three guys that are theoretically starters who now have younger quarterbacks that have been drafted underneath them. Jimmy G has now got Trey Lance. Cam Newton has now got Mac Jones. And Andy Dalton now has Justin Fields. We talk a lot about the teams adding the young quarterbacks. We haven't really talked that much about the reaction of the veteran quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, seems the most likely of these three veteran quarterbacks to actually start for the entire year. I think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to have Jimmy G as their quarterback, barring injury, and then they'll go to Trey Lance next season. I think this will be a little bit of a Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith type situation. But what kind of career does Jimmy Garoppolo have going forward? How many teams are going to be interested in him as their guy is there anyone I think of the three veterans that had rookie quarterbacks drafted Jimmy G has the best future as a starting quarterback 
but I'm not sure it's that good of a future. So let's put a pin in that one. Think about it for a moment. Cam Newton, kind of a surprise. I'll be honest with you. I did not anticipate Cam suddenly getting the gig again for the New England Patriots after the performance that he had in last season, last in touchdowns, last in yards per game for anybody who started 10 or more games. I didn't think Bill Belichick was going to bring him back. Now, there are some extenuating circumstances. Cam got COVID. You had all of the issues surrounding uh, the number of players who opted out of the New England Patriots. And by the way, the Patriots had almost no offensive weapons. Now they've got Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, among others. And so this should be a drastically improved, I would think, offense just based on those tight ends alone. But what do you think Cam's real reaction was when he saw Mac Jones falling? Because Cam had to be rooting like heck for Mac Jones not to be sitting there for 15 for the New England Patriots because, as I said earlier in the show, if you told me right now over-under, I think there's a decent chance that Mac Jones is starting around the midpoint of the season. And I'm not sure if that happens that Cam Newton is ever a starter in the NFL again. And so he had to be looking at this situation, year two with the New England Patriots, Josh McDaniels, second year in an offensive system, as his opportunity to demonstrate that he still had the MVP caliber swagger that would allow him to be a starting quarterback in this league. Because I've been talking about this for a long time. I love Cam Newton. I've enjoyed watching him play for years. I think that Cam Newton had one of the greatest, probably the second greatest college football season that I've ever seen a quarterback have. Number one, by the way, Joe Burrow. Number two, Cam Newton. And I think Cam Newton has had a tremendously successful quarterback career. You remember when that kid taunted him and it turned into kind of a story? I think Cam Newton, in many ways, has not been respected enough. Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, MVP uh, of the NFL, takes his team to the Super Bowl. And they go 18-2 and two or 17-2 and two or whatever the heck their record was that year. I mean, it was an incredible season that Cam had. But I also feel like Cam Newton, especially now with Mac Jones on the Patriots, is effectively done as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know how many other options there would have been for Cam Newton if Bill Belichick hadn't brought him back. And the least, but Cam, I would put second there behind Jimmy Garoppolo in that maybe there's somewhere where it makes sense for him to go. The one that makes the least sense to me is Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton did not have a good year filling in for Dak Prescott, even with an incredible cadre of wide receivers. And now he's going to go to the Bears, and I think probably start week one, unless he looks awful, and Justin Fields will come in a little bit later, because I think it's always easier to bring in the rookie quarterback after a few weeks than it is to start the rookie quarterback. If he struggles and doesn't look very good, then do you go back to the veteran? That's a difficult dynamic, I think, oftentimes, and can hit the confidence of the rookie quarterback who is stepping into a really difficult role. So I think Andy Dalton, basically his career is over. And he had to be hoping, just like Cam Newton had to be hoping, that the Bears were not going to be able to trade up and get Justin Fields. I guarantee you he was like, hey, Broncos, how about you take a quarterback? Hey, Panthers, how about you take a quarterback? Lions, are you really sure you want to roll with, uh, with Jared Goff? Are you really sure about that? And so of these three guys that I think are going to be eventually passed, to me the only guy 
that has got a career potentially in a substantial way is Jimmy Garoppolo. Cam Newton, I feel like as soon as Mac Jones was drafted, it was basically it for Cam as a starter in the NFL because I just don't see a lot of teams that would be interested in bringing him in. Now, they might bring him in to compete. Like, right, the Houston Texans have no quarterback. Next year, they might bring in a couple of veterans, assuming Deshaun Watson is truly done there, as I think he is. But the number of NFL teams that would be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton, or Andy Dalton are dwindling, and three of them just said, yeah, we're not really that interested in you when they made the decision to go draft, respectively, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields, which is exactly what we just saw happen. And so to me, Cam Newton versus Mac Jones, that's Auburn versus Alabama, and Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G's going to start, but Andy Dalton trying to figure out how to hand the reins to Justin Fields, it's a tough situation. Not an easy dynamic for those veteran quarterbacks. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be will kane he is with us now you can follow him on twitter at will kane 6 to 10 a.m eastern on fox and friends saturday and sunday morning also has the will kane podcast and he is a diehard dallas cowboy fan and well i gotta give you credit I, i love you know lots of fans have opinions on who their team should take in the first round but you were breaking down who you thought the Cowboys should take in the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth round. How would you assess, you know, now as we come up on, I guess, six days since the uh, the first round of the NFL draft, the Cowboys overall is very defensive heavy draft in general. This may be normal human reaction to the draft, but I start out with disappointment. I didn't like it. I'm like, who are these guys? Clay, you're right. Like, I pay attention to the fourth, fifth, the sixth round. I read Dane Brugler's Beast Draft Guide. I, I read everybody. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can't tell you I sit here and I watch tape, but what I am is I'm like a computer that, that takes in every piece of draft information and compiles it into my consensus of what I want. And the Cowboys were far away from that. They kept picking guys. I'm like, who? That's like two rounds away when all these other guys that I've fallen in love with for the past few months are available. So I didn't like it. But normal human reaction, I've given myself a couple of days, and now I'm starting to get excited about Chauncey Golston, whoever he yeah. is from Iowa. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny. I saw I, – I saved this because I thought I would hit you with it. I mean, you might have seen this on Twitter as well. This was the early round Cowboy picks, and I'm going to scroll through uh, and see if I can find. All right, this is Matt Miller, who is NFL draft scout. He said, Cowboys round three versus my board. Pick 75. He ranked him 228. Osa, and I can't even pronounce his full name. Uh, you just mentioned him. Pick 84, Chauncey Golston. He ranked him 242. Pick 99, Nashawn Wright. He ranked him 315. And I'm reading from his tweet. And I was saving this for you. Could be they're right and I'm wrong, but never had this happen before. So, uh, you know, like it's always interesting, you know, everybody has their own, uh, the draft is as much art as it is science, but it is interesting to see these immediate reactions from people who spend a lot of time, more than even you or I spending, uh, you know, sort of looking at the overall draft perspectives. 
The only thing about that is, and by the way, I like Matt. I think Matt Miller is great. Um, I think the only problem with that is, I saw somebody refer to this, Clay, the industrial draft complex. What happens is everybody starts forming a big board, and then there's groupthink. So yes. does Matt Miller's board look like Dane Brugler's? Does Dane Brugler's look like Daniel Jeremiah's? And what happens is, and all these guys are individually great. I'm not questioning any of them, but if you start looking, you're like, well, I have Nation Wright as a sixth rounder, but Dane Brugler has him as a second. I must be off. So they yeah, all start right. kind of getting into the same place. And it may just be, it may just be the Cowboys are off on a totally different board, and they're right, and the group industrial draft complex is wrong. That's all I can hope at this point. Well, that's what the Raiders argue every year, and it could be worse. I mean, the Titans, my team, drafted a guy in the fourth round who had been arrested for assault the day before of a woman and didn't know about it, which is kind of vintage Titans, you know, like uh, just an absolutely absurd and ridiculous situation. All right, the other story, even with the draft going on, that has just taken over everything in the world of sports, and we can't can't stop talking about it because there's so much interest Aaron Rodgers from your perspective will do you find yourself allied more with Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Packer perspective here where does this story go from here I find myself allied with the Green Bay Packers but let's go through this a couple different ways I remember when I was on ESPN I feel like Aaron Rodgers, like so many other debates, began to symbolize more than just Aaron Rodgers. In other words, I would have these debates with Max Kellerman, and he would talk about most talented quarterback of his lifetime. Now, Max and I's disagreements ran deep, okay? I mean, cross-topic pollination of disagreements. But I've always been a guy who loved Tom Brady, whereas you could say his natural talents compared to his his fellow pros, was less, but he was more of a self-made man in terms of football accomplishments, where Aaron Rodgers had all this talent, but yet it added up to way less with him. I just didn't like that character as much as I liked the character of, of, of Tom Brady. That being said, Aaron Rodgers is super talented. He's also moody. He's a personality conflict waiting to happen. I think history has proven that out. So with Rodgers, you know, in order to get to the place where you're kind of Team Rogers versus Team Packers, you just have to value talent so far above everything else that you forgive personality conflicts. You forgive a lack of accomplishments compared to what he can do. You forgive him going off script and sort of being a little, not totally, but a little uncoachable in that way. I don't forgive those things in the same way. So I talked about this with Shannon Spake in the first hour of the program today, and I said, when you look at athletes – Guys like Aaron Rodgers, who have never been married, have no kids. We know because it went public during The Bachelor and other aspects with his brothers and his family, has relatively limited relationships of a deep nature with his family based on all the history out there right now. Guys like that don't really exist very much in sports or otherwise. You talked about maybe a prickly personality. How does that factor in here in terms of what Aaron Rodgers might be willing to do in this dispute with the Packers? In other words, how much of it is personal versus professional? I would think a lot. The guy yeah. you just described is one that would hold a grudge personally, right? Who yes. who gets his feelings hurt, to be real, um, and would want to want to act upon those feelings. I, I, you, in other words, this, none of this is surprising. It's somewhat to be expected. We thought it was a Mike McCarthy problem. Clearly, it wasn't a Mike McCarthy problem. It's an Aaron Rodgers problem. New coaching staff, new GM over the last several years. This is something that follows him around. And people have made that joke, and I don't remember if it's a Sarah Silverman joke or, or whoever it might be, but if you keep having bad roommates over and over, 
Maybe yeah. you're the bad roommate. Right. It is interesting, too, because I don't know if you have single guy friends who are approaching 40 years old and have never been married, but at some point, the world becomes so wrapped up in you that you yes. can't see the larger universe. And we're since we've talked off the air, you've got kids that are playing Little League sports or whatever it is, and, uh, and mm-hmm. you've got events that you have to make it to. And a huge percentage, I would say, of our audience either has kids or grandkids that they're regularly chasing around, shepherding around. In other words, like we might have jobs that matter in some sense of the word, but really like in my household, I'm the least important person in my house, right? And like, and I think that helps to, I always say you can have serious opinions, but not take yourself that seriously. And I remember Ray Allen had a great line once uh, after, I think it was game six when he hit the three to force a game seven uh, uh, for the heat back in the day. And they were like, hey, how are you going to celebrate? And he said, I don't know. My wife's still going to make me take the garbage out. And that was just such a great line because you know you think of guys up on a pedestal and at times bringing them back into the real world can be important. And look, Aaron Rodgers supremely talented. There's no doubt about that. But I question how much of a real world life he has when it's just him and he seems to not have a ton of people with deep connections in his life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'd say two things in response. Um, I like what you said. I like one thing. Um, take what you say seriously, but don't take yourself seriously. I've always yeah. tried to live by that. And, and again, you know, your and my relationship is interesting because we've only really talked off there a handful of times, but I noticed this from you about you from afar. Um, you, you, I think you live by that same credo. Like, like I'm, what I'm saying, I believe and I take very seriously, but for you to make fun of me or tell me I'm wrong or whatever, I don't take that that seriously. I can laugh yes, at myself. 100%. I think that's very I think that's very key. It's a charming thing. It's an attractive thing meaning people want to be around people like that. Don't take yourself so seriously. Guys, and I don't have many at this point who have stayed single this long. It's a choice. Um, what done, There's something what going they, on there, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they've tailored their life to their ideal vision. You know what I mean? Like they have the house the way they want it, they have their social life the way they want it. They, they, they make the bed the way they want it. Everything is them-driven because there's no one else to interfere with it. So imagine that in a locker room, yes. especially by the way, you're the best. You, there's no doubt Aaron Rodgers is the best in that locker room, one of the best in the league. It's pretty hard to start going, you know what? What you have to say, offensive coordinator, you head coach, you wide receiver, you offensive lineman, what you have to say, it's really important. Perhaps I should compromise my tailored life, my tailored expectation to what you have to say. That's hard. Yeah, and and I think you you raised a good point about the locker room perspective where there's always that disconnect between, hey, team success and individual success. And oftentimes in football in particular, they can be very tied together because no matter how good of a football player you are, it's a challenge to be one of 11 guys, even if you have an incredible job, do an incredible job. And Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure, would acknowledge this. If his offensive line has a bad game, he's getting the crap beat out of him. It doesn't matter in the larger context. And even on his offensive side of the ball, if the DBs, which was the case against uh, Tampa Bay, couldn't make plays uh, on balls in the air against Tom Brady, like they basically took away the opportunity for him to uh, to, to be able to, uh, to succeed there. So that's the Aaron Rodgers story. By the way, I think he's going to Denver. Do you think he stays in Green Bay? Sort of reading the tea leaves, how would you project this story ends? Well, certainly not more than one year. And I think 
you know, I don't know what Vegas is saying. I don't know if you've got that pulled up, but yeah. um, Denver seems like the likely outcome, and Sooner seems like more likely than later. That's definitely – I mean, they graphic Jordan Love. They're ready for this. The Packers we are talk, ready for this. We can talk about the Aaron Rodgers side, but also, regardless of which side you're coming down on, the Packers made an epic miscalculation on how many good years of football Aaron Rodgers yeah. had left when they drafted Jordan Love, and maybe those things are intertwined, and he's such a grudge guy – that he performed at such an incredible level, partly because of the choice they made in the first round. That's certainly a argument you could make. But the idea that Aaron Rodgers only had a couple of years left, I think has been thrown out the window based on his performance in 2020. And that's a pretty substantial miscalculation as it pertains to drafting Jordan Love by the Packers. Agree. Uh, all right. So that's the Aaron Rodgers story. We talked about your Dallas Cowboys Um, in general. I talked about this on my show the other day. I'm curious if you would agree as somebody who did a sports talk radio show. If you told me right now I could only draft three topics. NFL is my number one topic, meaning sports topics in general. Number two topic for me would be college football. Number three topic for me would be the NFL draft. The NFL draft for the first time ever will outrated the Oscars. It is the second highest rated NFL draft, the one that just took place on Thursday and Friday and Saturday that we have ever seen. What do you think about my trio of rankings there? Why in an era when it seems like so much else is being challenged in sports, do you think the draft continues to ascend? I would draft the topics in the exact same order. I'm a little bit surprised you took them in that order. Um, You know, I, I acknowledge, like, if you took all of my buddies, and, and where they are in their life, they would draft college football first. They would draft I, college football is my favorite. Will, it's a good point. But I know for the audience that I have to talk to, there are yep. certain segments of the population that don't care at all about college football. You're so one, right. one of the things over, over five or six years as I've done this show is I have leaned more into the NFL than I would on a personal fandom basis because I got to talk to guys in New York and I got to talk to guys in, I don't know, Idaho who may love an NFL team but they don't necessarily care at all about Alabama against LSU, right? So balancing out the audience uh, from a regional perspective versus a national perspective, that's where my audience is. For my individual perfect per- perfect weekend, oh my God, it's college football. I mean, college football to me is the greatest thing that America does, but I understand that everybody out there doesn't agree with me. Professionally, professionally, by the way, and you, 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 you know, professionally, Le- LeBron belongs. You're drafting topics that resonate. He belongs in that. I don't know. He might be out the, do- the the NFL draft because he's year round. So that's just a professional calculation, not what I enjoy talking about. Yeah. If, if you're asking me what I enjoy talking about, it's the same three you identified. Professionally, you and I both know LeBron is a ratings topic, and and so the the public likes talking about. LeBron. Nothing else really outside of the NBA besides LeBron, but LeBron. And the NFL draft lives in people's minds for talk radio and television for about a month. That's about how long. For me, I'll be honest, I do my first mock draft. I read my first mock draft probably in November, December. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. That's not true. That's not true. I've already looked at a 2022 yeah, mock right. draft. That's so funny, like, uh, I was talking with Furman, who gets driven insane by all the mock drafts, and he was like, the best thing about the NFL draft on Thursday starting is the mock drafts are done. I said, are you kidding? The first round mock drafts for 2022 are going to come out I've already Friday, I'm you know, like, like Saturday Howell, going into the weekend. Yeah, to see exactly how everybody's going to be projecting, because that train never stops chugging, and it's, it's a pretty interesting one. What do you attribute, the second part of that question that I asked, to the NFL draft 
surging as so many other sports and so many other American sort of television institutions in general are struggling. Why has that last year? Maybe you can say, hey, there was nothing else on. But the past two years have been the highest rated drafts in the history. Well, I think I read it on Outkick.com that the draft outrated the Oscars and in the demo beat the Oscars, which is yeah, which pretty, is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I attribute it to the, the NFL being king, A, that, that as you drafted your topics a moment ago and you correctly pointed out, the NFL, even as compared to LeBron, which I mentioned, is absolutely 100% king. And by the way, within the NFL, if you're one to really key the audience into what goes on, quarterbacks inside the NFL are what you talk about. That's right. And the draft offers hope for every NFL franchise. It's fun. I can't explain it. Watching the draft and seeing the way it falls and breaks your way for your team is fun. And then everybody's watching where the next franchise quarterback goes. It's just, you know what, man? And nobody's getting up there. And I'm not doing this gratuitously. I believe this. Nobody's getting up there and hammering you with their nonsense politics. They're just not doing it. So it's pure entertainment for me for three days, for most people for one night. It's pure entertainment. Here's the stat, by the way. Dub just sent it to me. The most watched uh, events in sports, non-football, since hiatus last March, right? Uh, Baylor-Gonzaga, 17 million viewers. Men's college basketball, Gonzaga-UCLA, that incredibly iconic uh, Jalen Sugg shot to end that game. The Kentucky Derby that just happened on Saturday. The NFL Draft. I mean, that is pretty wild. That kind of puts it into context, right? The best thing that college basketball has to offer, the best thing probably that horse racing has to offer, offer better than anything. By the way, almost all of the others are uh, World Series games, the Masters, and the Kentucky Derby last year. None, No NBA here, but the NFL draft not just beats the Oscars, but beats the NBA Finals, the World Series, and nearly beats every other sport, the apex of their sport. So I'm going to just ramble a couple of thoughts here. I saw, again, on OutKick about college basketball beating the NBA, which blew my mind. I think that is fascinating because college basketball offers you no name recognition. You don't know yes. any of those guys, and yet it's outrating the NBA. That's fascinating. Ten the billion, other- by the way, I'm sorry to cut you off, but for people out there who don't know, the national title game had nearly 10 million more viewers, even though it was Baylor-Gonzaga, not exactly two powerhouse, I mean small, uh, relatively speaking, religious institutions, Jesuit and Baptist, in the national title game. Nearly 10 million more people watched the NCAA championship game than any game of the NBA Finals between the Lakers and the Heat last year. That is just fascinating. So I also was blown away by you saying the Kentucky Derby rated so well. What's going on with the Derby and the draft partially as compared to the NBA is scarcity. Bottom line is you're doing something once a year, more people care than if you're doing something 82 times a year. That's just yeah. the way it is. And they know that the guys on the floor or on the track or, or on the stage of the NFL draft, they know they care more, so they care more. Um, the last thing is, um, and, and you and I have probably discussed this in the past, but again, this is behind the curtain, behind the, the, the wall of sports media, and I think a lot of people do know this. The NBA is over-indexed because big media companies own their rights. The amount of NBA coverage you get is not reflective of the demand out there. That's just the bottom line truth. Um, that, you know, and it's, that's reflected in the ratings. People don't care about the NBA as much as popular culture would make you believe they care about the NBA. Yeah, it is an interesting, uh, it is an interesting idea um, to kind of think about because – 
there is a new storyline in the NBA a lot, and I think sometimes the natural discourse on a show like you were on a lot, first take, you need a new topic every day, and the NBA is at least providing that. There's typically something that can be grabbed there, but the result is it way over-indexes discussion relative to viewership, if that makes sense. Yeah, and on the opposite end of that spectrum is baseball, which yeah. generates zero discussion. That's and right. yet you just mentioned, when you were rattling off the ratings, I think you also said World Series in there above the NBA Finals, right? Crushed it, yeah. Crushed it. And, and so baseball is fascinating, Will, because, and, and I've talked about this quite a bit on the show, baseball dominates the NBA in local markets. I'll give you an example, just tossing this one out. The Atlanta Braves are way more popular than the Atlanta Hawks in the uh, city of Atlanta and surrounding, you know, demo area where people are watching sports. But the NBA is far more popular in the Atlanta area than Major League Baseball would be on a national level because, as you mentioned before, everybody has a strong opinion of LeBron James. Not that many people have that strong of an opinion of Mike Trout. Now, maybe that's starting to change a little bit because there's been some great series uh, between the Padres and the Dodgers, big stars, Fernando Tatis Jr., Mookie Betts, uh, the, 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 the Trevor Bauer going back and forth with, uh, with uh, Tatis. All of that is kind of the, the sizzle that Major League Baseball has typically not had compared to the uh, NBA or certainly the NFL or college football where everybody can kind of have an opinion on a particular national game even if their local team isn't isn't involved. Baseball is intensely popular regionally, not necessarily translating-wise nationally. Yeah, and the NBA, and this, this will take us full circle back to the NFL because it's the best of both worlds. The NBA is not just a national sport, but it's one where people get affiliated. They, they, they throw their fandom to individuals instead of teams, largely. Um, I don't know about you, but a guy like me, and I am an NBA fan, but, but I'm a Mavericks fan. Like, I care about the Dallas Mavericks, and I love Luka Doncic. I truly do. But if he leaves the Mavericks, my fandom of him will wane significantly. But most NBA fans follow players. They root for players, and that's why it's a national sport. And, by the way, why it's a discussion-based sport, because personalities can be discussed. The NFL takes that regional love of baseball, that personality and national player recognition and all of that, and combines both. So the NFL, you have the best of both worlds. That's right. That's right. That's really well said. I mean, I went away to college in Washington, D.C., and at that time, the team that is now known as the Washington football team, the Redskins dominated Washington, D.C. area, whether it's you know Maryland suburbs of D.C., Virginia suburbs, everybody was all in on the Redskins. And still, you could also talk about the larger context of the NFL, but they were seeing it through the prism of the Redskins, and that's true for pretty much every single NFL market in the country. Clay, uh, you like Washington football team? Do you like that? If it's not going to be Redskins, would you rather it be Washington football team or Washington generals or whatever it's going to be? I, I would like Washington monuments. I understand that's kind of stupid, but I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> that maybe we help to protect the monuments if we at least name the football team after them. So when, inevitably, <laughs> when people are like, we've got to tear down the Jefferson Memorial because of Sally Hemings or, you know, the Lincoln Memorial has to go because of some, you know, flawed logic in Lincoln's thinking in the 1860s that defends people in the 2020s. So I think wedding the monuments to an NFL team might actually protect us. I like Washington football team, and here's why. I like Penn State's uniforms. Yeah. I like generic 
almost to the over-the-top boringness. You know, like, we've been this way forever, and we're not going to USFL trick out our uniforms. This is who we are. There's something so generic about Washington football team that it becomes attractive to me. Uh, last question for you, and we're talking to Will Kane, 6 to 10 a.m. Saturday, Sunday on Fox and Friends. You can also listen to him on the Will Kane podcast, and he joins us on Wednesdays in the final hour of the program. A lot of people tweeted us about this, and I saw it. We debated whether there would be anything on Twitter that would get a draft pick a lot of attention and or negative attention, uh, and it ended up happening for Zach Wilson on some level, although I do think that people are starting to tire of this story because I didn't see it covered in a big way on the ESPNs of the world. Now, maybe I missed it, but I think you probably also uh, would agree that it wasn't a massive story. But people went back right. through, and I don't know what they were expecting a BYU quarterback from Utah, to uh, his political opinions to be. But it would be a pretty big upset if you are a Mormon student attending BYU and you're a huge Bernie bro, right? Not to say there aren't some of them. <laughs> Right. But in general, if you were telling me, hey, a BYU kid who grew up in Utah, what are his politics likely to be? I would say, yeah, he probably votes for Republicans. And so that appears to be the case with Zach Wilson. They tried to go through and look and say, hey, look, this guy was supporting uh, Donald Trump in 2020. uh, And now he's going to New York and they tried to turn it into a story. So that blipped up, blew up a little bit, didn't turn into a major, you know, leading discussion point. But there was at least one story associated with the draft pick. I saw people tweet you and I about that as well. I think if we want to look at some little ray of hope in society today, it's that that story did not take off. There's always yeah. going to be some cretinous sports writer out there who wants to do it. But the fact that it didn't take off is a little ray of hope. Quick plug here, man. Last time you and I talked, we talked about how LeBron is so divisive in this country. In the latest Will Kane podcast, I just want to tell you something. I think you'll find this fascinating. One man, one man in this country is responsible for the lies that have produced death and destruction in our streets. One man made the country believe that hands up, don't shoot was a thing, said Jacob Blake was unarmed, said Makia Bryant was unarmed, said that Dante Wright was killed intentionally. One man gets there first, tells the lies, and then they chant it in the streets as buildings are burned. That man is Ben Crump, and I'll tell you all about it in the latest Will Kane podcast. Oh, that's a fascinating tease. Good stuff, as always, my man. Look forward to next week. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All season tires, all weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestine test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. First of all, Will Kane. I mean, I think that's going to be one of the best conversations that you hear in sports talk radio anywhere. Did a fantastic job with ESPN. Now has uh, television for Fox News and continues to do his podcast, breaking down everything in the world of sports and politics. That's just a good job of a uh, discussion. But as we were talking, I- I'm just really fascinated by how wildly popular the NFL draft has been over the past two years. And you can say last year, okay, Maybe the NFL got a little bit of a bump because there was no events going on because people were so locked up in their homes and they didn't have anything else to do. And I understand that argument, but I also think that hasn't really translated for a lot of other sports 
And I think, again, if you look at what happened with this year's ratings, it's the second highest rated NFL draft of all time. Now, there were some sexy stories. Where are these quarterbacks going to go? What is the expectation with the third overall pick for the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, There were a lot of good topics, I would say, surrounding the five quarterbacks and more. Certainly Aaron Rodgers parachuting in uh, into the middle of the draft drama did not hurt things. But to me, it is kind of a testament to people just wanting to be entertained and to have a happy story because to me there's two stories three stories really for sporting events that you wouldn't anticipate doing phenomenally well that did phenomenally well during the pandemic era of 2020 I'm gonna tell you what those three things were first the NFL draft you've heard me talking about it how about Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning against Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady Even though there was a rain delay last May, it was one of the most watched golf events ever. And it just involved two NFL quarterbacks and two iconic golfers in in Woods and Mickelson. And I think that tells us an interesting story about why that drew attention. I'm going to tie all these together. And then the other one was the Last Dance documentary. Do you remember the Michael Jordan era Bulls 1990s uh, documentary that aired on ESPN for whatever it was, three or four straight Sundays? I think it was three straight Sundays, double episodes. The Jordan documentary of the 90s era Bulls almost outrated LeBron and the Lakers going up against the Heat in the NBA Finals. Why did those three things do so well? I think it's joy. I think people choose joy in sports, in particular when things are tough. And if you really break it down, it's got me thinking coming out of that Will Kane conversation, those three events, it's not like that's the greatest golf pairing combo foursome ever to exist, right? It's not as if the last dance documentary was the greatest documentary that's ever been done, although it was really entertaining. And it's not as if the NFL draft over the past couple of years has been seismically different than it is in most years. I mean, we have a guy walking to a podium and reading a name and then bear-hugging whoever that person is. But if I look at those three and think, what tied them together? It's joy, it's optimism, It's the idea of fun. I think fun doesn't go out of style. And I think sports over the past several years has gotten so self-serious that a lot of the fun is being stripped away from the entertainment of sports. And instead of talking about uh, the fun of an athletic event, we talk about somebody kneeling or we talk about somebody uh, something that is not sports related in any way and isn't pure fun. And I just want you to think about that. Is fun in sports being undersold to the masses? And is fun a subject that has a mass appeal right now, particularly coming out of COVID after the craziness of 2020? I think the answer is probably yes. I'll be out tomorrow. We'll have a guest host. I should be back on Friday. I am playing scheduled to in a golf tournament with John Daly 
uh, among others down in Birmingham, Alabama. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, Still got to see what's going to happen with the weather, but I am out. I'm traveling down to Birmingham for that event that is scheduled to happen. So I'll be out tomorrow. I'll come back on Friday and break all of it down for you. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. This is OutKick. We'll be back tomorrow just without me. I'll be back on Friday on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 